listening to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You also check out our website at hitthatline.com. For all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks, be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Folks, we just got a few days until Arkansas takes on Ole Miss. I know you're all pumped up and excited like I am, and I, and I will be honest. I know that I was saying that in jest, but I do have some level of excitement. Maybe, maybe excitement's not the right word. Intrigue. Interest. Interest in what Arkansas is actually going to be capable of doing against the Ole Miss Rebels this Saturday because many of you, and I am kind of in the same boat, believe that this is the season. This game against Ole Miss is it. It's everything. It's going to be the difference between you having a good season or a bad season. Because if Arkansas does not beat Ole Miss this Saturday, they're not going to make a bowl game. And the only way that they do make a bowl game is if they really just improve that much as the season goes on, which I think is less likely than actually beating Ole Miss themselves. So if I'm just looking at it from that prism and that perspective, I believe that this game is the most important game of the season for Arkansas. And we'll go through a few of the things, of in, uh, not only just the stats, but some of the reasons why I like Arkansas's chances in this game. But first of all, I look at Arkansas and Ole Miss series as being in, in a weird one. You think about it, since 2010, since 2010, Arkansas has beaten Ole Miss every time but three. Three different matchups in 2012, 2013, and last year in 2018. Now, two of those games, Arkansas should have won. They didn't, but they should have won, one of those being last year. So you could certainly make the argument that Arkansas has deserved or at least should have won most of those games all but one, even though I know you could see it at the other side of where Ole Miss probably should have beaten Arkansas in 2015 for the Henry Henry Heath, but that's neither here nor there, right? We don't talk about that one. But my point is, is that Arkansas, even though in this decade they have not had the highest level of successes, at least not since 2011 in their football season, they have found ways to beat Ole Miss consistently. And it's weird because why is that? Why has Ole Miss been that team that Arkansas found ways to beat? Why is Ole Miss that team that Brett Bielema could beat every single year? Why is Ole Miss that team? You know, I don't consider Ole Miss to be necessarily a rival. I don't think that'll ever be the case. I think they'll always care more about LSU or care more about Mississippi State. So I don't ever think that's going to be the case. But I do believe that parts of that football program have a lot of similarities to what Arkansas is. Maybe more culturally than anything, but still similarities nonetheless. There are two programs that are trying to find themselves out of horrible situations, but different horrible situations. Arkansas trying to find themselves out of getting from out of the whole pit of despair that Brett Bielema left them in. They didn't do anything as far as NCAA violations or death penalties or anything like that that cost them, but what cost them was not winning, not recruiting, not developing, not doing anything. And he found them and they found themselves in a hole. And Ole Miss is on the other side of it, where they're trying to find themselves out of their own pit of despair, but their pit of despair was put there by the NCAA. They vacated wins, they took away scholarships, they took money, they they really hit Ole Miss hard with some of the infractions that they were going through. And of course, Hugh Freeze ended up losing his job. We all know 
the whole story behind it, but it was just not a, I know, not a pretty sight at all. Not a pretty sight for the Ole Miss program and what they should have been doing, but they still had some good years here and there. But overall, Arkansas still owned Ole Miss for whatever reason. And I think that this year, both teams find themselves in the same exact situation. Both teams had very disappointing years last year. Even though Ole Miss went 5-7, and seven, Arkansas went 2-10. and 10. They both were very disappointed. They both are not completely sold on their head coaches. They both have made some strides in recruiting, have done some good things here and there, but still have yet to have it translate on the field. Both programs were picked to finish last or second to last by pretty much every respectable or credible outlet in all of college football that covers them. They're in the same boat. They don't want to be in the same boat. They won't admit that they're in the same boat, but they're in the same boat. And now it becomes down to one simple thing. One simple thing that's going to decide who wins this game. Who screws up the most? Because that's what happens when you have bad teams going up against each other. The team to screw up more is the team that will lose. It's not about who's better. It's not about who executes. It's about who is the one that lets their guard down the most, has costly mistakes the most, bad turnovers, bad penalties, bad decisions, bad play calling, whatever it is, which one of these teams are going to do it on Saturday? I don't think either team played particularly well on their Saturday in their first game. Obviously, Arkansas is 1-0, and Ole Miss is 0-1. Arkansas has advantage there, but... Ole Miss also did play a much better team in Memphis than what Arkansas played uh, with a team like Portland State. So you, you got to look at those differences, of course. But my whole point is, is that neither of these teams looked good enough to win this Saturday. I don't even know if either of these teams are going to be good enough to deserve to win on Saturday. But here's the greatest thing about sports and about college football in general. It doesn't matter who what you deserve. It only matters what you earn. And you can earn a victory on Saturday if you're Arkansas. You don't have to play perfect. You don't have to be the 2010-2011 football team to beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss is not good. What you have to do is you have to be able to find a strategy that keeps you your offense on the field, your defense off the field, you take advantage of red zone opportunities and you don't turn the ball over. That's the key to success against a team like Ole Miss. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here. You just have to go out and execute your game plan, <laughs> vanilla or not. No one likes to hear about vanilla, and I'm tired of hearing about vanilla. So what you have to hear about is about going out and executing the game plan, no matter what it is. And if Arkansas does that against Ole Miss, they'll win. And if you're asking me right now, what am I feeling for Arkansas? I say they win. I say they beat Ole Miss. It's not exactly going out on a limb, but that's how confident I am that they are a better team than Ole Miss. But if they don't, if they lose to the Rebels, we're in for another long season, folks. And the questions are truly going to arise about Chad Morris and his ability as head coach. And it's not because of just he had two bad or one bad game in the early part of the season in the first two games. It's not that. It's just, are you really showing progression 
if a team like Ole Miss is worse than what they were last year, talent-wise, you are better than what you were talent-wise, and yet you still lose the game. What direction are you really going if you're Arkansas? Saturday is the biggest game for the Arkansas Razorbacks in 2019. Hey, No House Advantage is taking an exciting new spin on daily fantasy sports, folks. Instead of a salary cap drafting it, you have a No House Advantage that offers you player prop contest. This platform levels the playing field, so you have a higher likelihood of winning here than actually playing in traditional fantasy sports contests. Each contest contains anywhere from 5 to 10 player props. For example, will Tua throw more than two touchdowns? That's the question you ask. You simply select over or under for each prop and rank each pick based on your confidence of it being correct. You'll earn points based on correct picks and compete against other players for cash prizes. And I'm telling you guys, it is an extremely fun daily contest to play that you actually can win. No House Advantage offers contests across college football, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, PGA, and NASCAR. So you can download the No House Advantage now from the App Store. Use the code Locked On to receive two free tokens when you purchase two tokens, which is a $10 value. That's code Locked On to receive two free tokens when you purchase two. Certain state limitations may affect your ability to participate in paid contests, but still a great deal nonetheless with No House Advantage. <laughs> All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I didn't get a chance yesterday to really dive into some of the SEC games that happened over the weekend and really the wild weekend that it was in college football in general. It was pretty amazing how some of the SEC teams looked as poor as what they did in their games of the first ones of the season, at least. Now, I'm not one to overreact to game ones. Game ones, some teams just look bad. They're not ready for the season for whatever reason. Sometimes it's about having a lot of turnover and new guys and new faces on your team. Sometimes it's just the coach not being very good. Or sometimes it's just you got your bad game and the other team played their best game. And it just ends up being a terrible combination for your respected team. I understand that. And I don't even know if that's one of the cases that you could really throw up to this past weekend. Because, let's be honest, folks, college football should never have an issue where Power 5 teams going up against non-Power 5 teams should be an issue. I know that there are a few cases here and there. But Tennessee losing to Georgia State should never happen. Should never happen. Missouri losing to Wyoming should never happen. You know, those are the games that really makes you scratch your head and say, what are you doing there, Tennessee? What are you doing there, Memphis? Or, excuse me, Missouri. Memphis ended up beating Ole Miss. But Memphis has he's had some high-level success under Jay Norvell, or Mike Norvell. So, you can say whatever you want about it, but the fact is is that opening games are always a lot more difficult to be able to showcase your ability. It's more about just beating up on lesser opponents because you have so much more talent that it doesn't matter how good of a team they are. You find ways to win. At least that's how it should be. But luckily for a team like Arkansas, a lot of the SEC opponents they're facing this year had very piss-poor performances in their game once. We know about Ole Miss this weekend, Arkansas playing them, and how they looked against Memphis. It was terrible. They went 1 of 10 on third down. They only had 127 yards total offense. The whole Rich Rodriguez experiment looked like absolute trash. It's bad. 
But even other teams, like, of course, I mentioned Missouri losing to Wyoming. That's strange. And even in the games that some of these teams won, like Kentucky, they did not look good against Toledo. Mississippi State did not look good against Louisiana. These are teams that Arkansas is going to end up playing. And they may have a puncher's chance of actually winning these games considering how these teams looked. Now, again, like I said, it's game one. It's hard to take anything away from it. But you can at least see some weaknesses of these teams that maybe Arkansas can take advantage if they're actually better than what people are expecting Arkansas to be. For instance, you're not going to beat Alabama, no matter where that game's played. You're not going to beat LSU. Probably not even going to beat Auburn or A&M. But you know what? Those are four teams right there that all have top 12 rankings at this point in time. Top 12 rankings. I don't think there's any shame in losing to either of those teams, any of those teams, this season. There's no shame in it. you got to keep it close. I think you can be competitive, but if you lose the game, it's not the end of the world. But if you look at your other SEC games with Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and Missouri, all four of those teams did not perform well in their first week. And all four of those teams look very beatable if you're a Razorback fan. Again, I'm not saying that you're for sure going to beat them, but the fact that they did not look very comfortable with a lot of their new quarterbacks or the new systems, they didn't look confident, they didn't look well coached, and this is also going for Arkansas too. You can make the the exact same reasons that I'm bringing up about Arkansas or about these other teams you can make for Arkansas. I get it. But my point is is that beating those teams given week one and their performances doesn't seem to be the most far-fetched thing of all time. What it seems to be is that Arkansas is a team that's on the rise and hoping that they can take that next step against Ole Miss this weekend. But they're going to have to make sure that they take care of business against the easy ones, the easier ones, because they ain't beating those other four powerhouses. So could Arkansas go 3-5 and five in conference this year? I mean, seriously, could they go 3-5? and five? Four and four if everything went their way? I think I did a podcast a few uh, weeks ago that when it talked about best case scenario, if everything fell Arkansas's way, yep, eight and four would be it. Be the best you could do. And honestly, if Arkansas beats Ole Miss and beats them convincingly this weekend, that may not be the most far-fetched thing of all time. I know no one really wants to hear about all the excitement, but... Just saying, keep that in mind when you're thinking about Arkansas. Hey, listen, folks, we all love a night out. We love seeing our favorite bands. We love seeing our favorite teams. We love seeing all these different events that we love going to. And with Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty programs, you can attend the show, the concert, the sporting event, whatever, of your choice, and you can earn credit towards your next line event. It's the top source for ticket sales in Vivid Seats. And you can also sort by the pricing, by the look of the seats, by where what row you want to be in. You can do all of that in the Vivid Seats app. And to make things even better, now that they have this new loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards, for the month of September, you can earn double credit back from 10 to 16% of all your purchases with the Vivid Seats app. You can just go to the App Store or Google Play and download Vivid Seats. And fans, you are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program once you download it. 
It's all the purchases are backed by 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. So download the app, check out the Vivid Seats loyalty program today, and make a memory that lasts a lifetime. And here's the best thing about it, folks. If you enter in the promo code KICKOFF at checkout, you receive a discount of up to $100. That's right. Just use the promo code KICKOFF at your checkout, and you will get up to $100 off of your purchase. It's a great deal. Take advantage of it right now with Vivid Seats. Go download the app on the Apple iTunes Store or on Google Play. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. It was uh, really cool a few weeks ago when it was announced that at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, uh, they had a great lineup for one. But that Bobby Petrino, former Razorback coach, was going to be attending and speaking at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, and that day is rapidly approaching. Next Monday is actually going to be the date of when Bobby Petrino makes his return to Arkansas. Now, I was really excited about this. Some of you had issue or took issue with the, my excitement level because you didn't want to hear from somebody you feel like you ruined your football program. But I was excited about it. I think it's really interesting, and I'd like to hear what he has to say and how he has to say it now that he's not coaching anywhere and uh, see what he says about Arkansas and the people there. I'd love to know about all that, and especially now that Jeff Long's no longer there. you know, Will there be some pod shots taken, something like that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll hear his side of the story on what all went down behind the scenes. Those are the things I'm hoping for. Now, he's never been someone who speaks very candidly in press conferences or anything like that. But if he was ever to do it, this would be the forum to do so. So I'm excited about it. And what's crazy is it already is sold out. It was sold out within a couple hours. Just just gone immediately. So it's going to be a packed out house for Bobby Petrino. And I get to, I have the actual honor to go myself, so I'm pumped about that. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to ask Bobby any questions. Although I will say the only time I ever asked Bobby Petrino a question was when he was doing a recruiting luncheon, and I made him laugh. I don't remember what the question was. I just remember I was peeing my pants because I was so nervous to ask him a question was while I was still in college. And I made him laugh, so it made it a lot better and more intriguing. But either way, I can't wait to go. I can't wait to do the podcast the next day and talk about some of the things that he had to say. And hopefully he gives us some good juicy stories from when he was at Arkansas. But if we know Bobby, he will be the same old Bobby Petrino all the time and not say much or anything at all. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at RushJohnNavis for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.